Hello and welcome to Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. The Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast is where you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on the conversations I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ed Troxel, aka the guy who makes business and technology stupid easy for you. Whether you already have a business or are thinking about starting one, you are in the right place. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and get ready to take notes because you're about to get an inside look at the real conversations entrepreneurs are having. <laughs> Quick shout out to our sponsor, stupideasy.com. Stupideasy.com is a new online course platform where you can easily upload and sell your online courses without having to be tech savvy and without them taking a cut of your sales. Discover more at stupideasy.com and we'll have a link in the show notes for you. I want to learn more about what you do, your business, and just how life is going. So, you know, let's just start with what's the day been like for you today? Oh gosh, today has been (laughs) definitely interesting and definitely kind of challenging. I am the past few days, um, my blood pressure has been spiking really high uh, and it hasn't been like that for months. Like I've come off medicine and everything and all of a sudden this week it has just been spiking really high. So I get really bad migraines and get dizzy and uh, it's just been a challenge because I'm a mom of two, I'm a business owner. And so it's just life doesn't stop because I don't feel well. And, you know, it's just been challenging. I would like to just lounge on the couch and not move. But of of course there's, there's mommy, 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 there's emails. She spilled my juice. She took my cookies. <laughs> yep. The dog is barking. It's, it's everything. <laughs> yeah. And that makes it so hard. And migraines, I don't get them very often. But when I do, I mean, mine, I'm sure, are very small compared to what you experience. And I have a good friend who gets them a lot. And that just, I mean, that just kills everything. And you're right. You can't, really does. you can't stop. Like you have to keep going, but you really don't want to. Oh yeah. It's last night. I didn't get to bed until like 2 AM. And I, and by getting to bed, I mean, I laid in bed for like another hour tossing and turning and driving my poor husband crazy because I couldn't sit still in bed. Right. And so he didn't get much sleep either. Thanks to me. <laughs> oh, and do you think that, um, do you know, is that, is that coming from like work from being, you know, stressed with client work or is that just life in general? I mean, cause that, you know, being an entrepreneur can definitely take a right. toll on your health. Oh, for sure. And I, I don't know if it's, if it's that, um, I did have a, a large order to fulfill this week, um, which I was able to get done. We have nice. an issue with one of my vendors, which, you know, I was able to address that with her and um, it doesn't seem to, be causing a major issue i think i, I just had a, a small surgery the other day and so i think maybe just the medics that are flooding my system and now just detoxing that maybe it's just a lot on my body because i don't really do a lot of medication not that sure. i'm a supernaturalist or anything i just i, I hate taking meds <laughs> yeah no i hear you i'm the same way i'm like i don't even want to take my allergy pill just because exactly. i just don't want to it's not i'm like not supernaturalist or anything but i'm like and i live in sonoma county which is like the worst place to live yeah, for allergies. That's a rough place to live if you have allergies. I imagine it's probably pretty miserable. Yeah. Holland's high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thankfully, I, I've gotten better. I mean, I used to have to do shots and stuff, but now it's just like oh, wow. when I really need to, I'll take a Claritin if I need to. <laughs> that, that's rough. I can't even imagine because you know, I'm here in Florida and our pollen has been 
not outrageous lately, but I remember at the very beginning of spring, it was like, I didn't even want to leave my house. Oh, Most yeah. asthmatic. So as soon as I walked outside, I was like, I felt like the nerdy kid in school, like right. hit my inhaler every three seconds. It was <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> it was definitely rough. <laughs> That is, and you know, uh, speaking of large orders for um, work, what is it exactly that you do? Well, I, uh, I'm the owner of Steflora Gift Company, and it's a gift box service. And so nice. I offer pre-curated boxes. So these are boxes that you can go through a menu of items that I have and you can select and you'll know exactly what you're getting every single time as long as you pick from this menu. Nice, I okay. also offer custom curated boxes, which means you tell me what you're kind of looking for or what the occasion is or you tell me about the personality of the people that you're buying for and I will come up with a proposal and just kind of give you an idea of what I can do and then based off of that you would pick which item you like we would tweak it if you felt like you needed tweaking and yeah. then I would put it together you would get the final approval and then I would just ship it off and it's almost like you sent it because I would send it in you know your name I would have a note all of that and then I'm really excited for uh, this new project I'm taking on. Probably will be not launching um, later next year, but it will be a gift box subscription. And so I know there's a lot of subscription box services out there, but what makes this one kind of different and a little special is that every month it will be something different. It won't be any certain genre. Like one month, it might be something food related. So you might get a recipe card with different seasonings to try. Okay. Um, another month you might get, you know, a skincare line another month you might get um some men's accessories or whatever and so yeah. i've been nailing down vendors for that so i'm really meeting a lot of great people we've got a, a lot of really talented people um that are stepping out um into entrepreneurship and i'm i'm really excited it. it's a, it's an exciting time to be in business right now because i feel like a lot of people are really honing their gifts and their talents and just really connecting and yeah. you know thanks to social media it's, you know, even though you're on one side of the country and I'm on the other side, we're talking now. Right. And we're already friends. And so because of connections like that, businesses are just blowing up. I, I just, it's really, really an exciting time to be a business owner. And so I just, that's my little contribution to the entrepreneurship world. And, you know, I, I love it. I'm very excited. I formerly was a personal concierge. And so oh, okay. I did like a errands and um, event planning. And so my mother got very ill and it just it took me away from home too much you know you got to be go 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 when people sure. call you and so i had to make home my priority and so this allows me to do that and i can still connect with people i still make a lot of really great um, relationships through it i love that and that is really cool to be doing the uh going into the subscription box now because i i've been looking at that myself and trying to get ideas for you know, a possible one, but who knows if I, if I'll pursue that, it's not necessarily my current race. You know, I need to stay in my lane right now. Uh, <laughs> right. We, you know, we get so distracted by all the, the, the fun, shiny new objects. We got to make sure we stay right? on. It is a struggle. <laughs> it is a struggle. It's so <laughs> it's like much. I need to like just have tunnel vision. Cause I, you know, I, I'm kind of crazy about skincare. Okay. So I, I'd like to play and dabble in that. I'm like, oh, maybe I could launch a line. And I'm like, Paula, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You're barely making it as it is. <laughs> right, right. No, and it's true. And, you know, I've had to get myself in the habit of, I, I use Evernote and I have a notebook where I just pop in all the ideas that will come. So that way 
I have them if I need to reference them later, but it's kind of like a, it's just a, a brain dump. But as soon as it comes in, I'm like, that's a great idea. I'm gonna write that down and put all the information for it now in there, and then I'll come back to it if it needs to, if I need to circle back later. Well, it, that's awesome and very smart because, I mean, I can't count how many times I've had, you know, what I thought was a fantastic idea, and then I did, you know, just in a split second, someone will call my name or my phone will ring, and then I'll be like, oh, what was that thing? And then you lose it and it's gone. Yes. Yeah. And you never get it back. Those those true, like, small moments of greatness where, you know, you kind of, you just miss it. It just disappears. And it's, you know, it's heartbreaking because you're like, I know it was amazing because my heart's still racing, but right. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It happens all the time. <laughs> And so with the subscription part, because I'm curious now, how, how would you, maybe you're not there yet, but how would you manage, you know, like if I want that subscription part and something different is coming each time, how as the customer, how am I going to know, you know, like maybe I'm not into skincare, but that's what I'm getting this month. Like if that right, makes sense. Yes. Yes, and I'm glad you asked me about that because um, I don't always get to address that with people when I'm kind of doing, you know, you, you have your oh, I love it. you're trying to pack in everything. And so, I, you know, I don't always get to address that. And so what I'm working to, which is why I have to push it off so far, is I'm working towards doing a, a sort of questionnaire, if you will, yeah. um, on the website that will be built in that people can kind of maybe answer questions. And based off of that, that will kind of drive what they get. And the way that I would manage that monster for myself is to keep it within a certain realm every month, like a certain genre. And so if it's going to be skincare and, you know, for women, obviously we don't mind super frou-frou sometimes, but obviously for a man, you might not be super into that. Right. And so what I would probably put in place of something like that would be maybe a cologne or hair gel or yeah. try to keep it in the same realm, but not super... You know, and so those are kinks that I'm still working out. I'm still working with people and questioning. And, um, you know, I, I actually just did a survey uh, to ask people what their gift personality was, like when they give gifts and, they, you know, how, how they respond and how do they purchase gifts. And so I'm in the process of doing all of that research now to find out what's the best way to tackle this. And as I grow, then maybe I can work on, you know, personalizing it even more so that you get a surprise that is completely appropriate for you every month, as opposed to the, oh, I loved what I got last month, meh, this month, and then the following month, they're like, oh my gosh, this is the total regret. So those are things that I'm working on, hence why I had to push it off so far. I have the vendors, but I just want to make sure the process is seamless. I want to make sure people are excited um, and that they don't feel like they're just getting stuck with something. You know that, that ugly sweater that you get on Christmas yeah. trying to figure out how you can unload it without the other person finding out. Yeah. So I want to avoid that. I want people to feel like they're having Christmas every month where they get something they really, really love or they get excited because they're like, oh, I can't believe this was out here and I never knew about it because I'm trying to just focus on small businesses. So you might not hear about them in largely media, but because I'm searching for those people, I have access to them. And so I'm sharing them with you and their products and their, their, their gifts. I love that. And that, that is a great point. And I'm glad that you brought that up about surveying and doing your research now, because that's what I tell my clients and friends. I mean, anybody who's going to listen to me, that's what I tell them. <laughs> you need to, yeah, you need to do your research. You need to ask and you need to listen. And that is what you're doing. And you're staying in your lane and you know exactly what you need to do. And it's ask the customers and figure out what they need. And then there's a, the whole 
process, that whole system you've created is you got to start with a questionnaire. You got to ask those specific questions, right. not just a general question, but a specific question that's going to get you a specific answer to help you get a specific product in that box. Exactly. Exactly. So I, important. yeah, I love that. And so I'm curious, are you um, using like type form or Google forms or something like that for your questionnaire? Or is it just like just a regular, you know, go to my website and here's an online form that I have built in. I haven't built the survey yet. I imagine oh, okay. I will probably have the survey um, ready to go and live, <coughs> excuse me, on my website by the end of summer, maybe going into Christmas. And I, um, I like the idea of kind of hitting the shopping season because people yeah. already have their mind on gifts. And so yeah. I think there'll be a little bit more open to answer in a more honest way as opposed to just getting through it just for the sake of saying that they did it. Right. Well, and you know, maybe you might've already thought about this, but maybe you can even include in the boxes uh, that go out in that time frame a little card or something with, hey, if you want, you can take a survey at this link and then direct them to the site so that those who are already getting your gift boxes, they're already into what you're doing. Now they can right. go and provide some feedback because they know you, they like you, they trust you. You know, I had the idea to do that and I wasn't sure how to broach the, pro the that appropriately and just the way that you broke it down, it was actually very helpful. And I think I'm gonna go ahead and borrow that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, because I, I mean, that's what I envision, you know, opening up a, a box. I mean, I haven't seen your, your stuff, but I envision, you know, opening up and there's like a little business card or a little postcard that, you know, is a thank you note or whatever. And then, you know, here's, you'd have to work on the wording obviously, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And then right. here's a link uh, to provide some feedback uh, to get, you know, a better, I don't know, that's off the top of my head, but you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and, and it's great and I do love it. And I love the idea of the card being there because I also like that, I don't want to be in anybody's space. I like people to opt into everything. Me too. Uh, you know, we kind of, because of social media and technology, while we love it very much because of how many doors it opens, it also kind of creates a problem of, you, you know, you never really ever to just, you can't just unplug completely. You know, there's always somebody texting or calling or emailing. Um, and so I like that if I were to put a card in the box, they could toss it or they could say, yep, I'm going to do this after yeah. dinner or what have you or uh you know i might not be interested but i know that my friend is like super into this stuff and so i'll pass it on to her yeah and no. I, I just i like to give people that freedom that you know you still own your time i'm not just going to weasel my way in <laughs> <laughs> i love that um you still own your time that is key and that is what makes you stand out from everyone else right there is that the part that stood out to me was not only that that part you still own your time but the fact that you said you do like having that card there so that they could throw it out if they didn't want it i mean yeah nobody says that right like everyone wants to just make sure that you take their card their their whatever they're selling and that you really use it and so by saying that that means that you really are in it for the customer and that you're all about the customer experience and not just about the sale, you're about the relationship. Well, you know, that's why, um, that's why I originally went into um, concierge work was so that I could serve because I am, 
I grew up in foster care. And so based off my experience in foster care, I was very, very inspired by that. And I decided to go to school for social work. And I started working within social work. And so I approach everything as a way of how, how can I serve you? How can I make your day better? How can I make you laugh? I, I, it's weird because I'm actually not like a crazy people person. It's really, really weird. Yeah. But it is one of my giftings that I'm able to relate to people very easily. And I'm kind of likable. Yeah. <laughs> like can't imagine. No, but, I'm uh, the same way. And I love it. <laughs> That's why we're friends. <laughs> I, I, that makes so much sense. Of course. It's got to be it. Yeah. It's like we are likable people and we do what's right for them and we help people just naturally and if we get something in return awesome but that's not what we're doing it for exactly exactly that's you took the words right out of my mouth i just <laughs> i do it just because i do it because it's the right thing to do i do it because you just i don't want to let the bad taste in anybody's mouth because you know what bad news yes. travels really really fast and i'd rather people say you know I told her I wasn't interested and she didn't pressure me. And, you know, I ended up telling my best friend about her, or, you know, my coworker's wife, you know, and it, that's, it's so important that no opportunity is really wasted if you right. use it properly. And so even if someone tells you no, your name is, you know, it's on their mind, it's on their mouth and they're talking to people. Um, and it could be a year from now, but that's still an investment where someone might drop your name or, find that card that they thought they tossed and like, oh man, I do need this. You know, you just never know. And so it's better to position yourself in a positive way with people so that when they do remember you, they're more likely to reach out um, and connect you with opportunities that otherwise you wouldn't have available to you. That's so true. It's so true. You just never know. And you could be in a small area like Sonoma County, you know, everyone's kind of knows each other and stuff, or you can be in New York, or you can be in another uh, country. And okay. chances are, you'll still run into somebody who either knows you or has heard of you if you've yeah. done the right thing, you know? Exactly. Well, and exactly. if you haven't done the right thing, I'm sure too, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. we, we want to stay positive <laughs> on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, so how did you get from the concierge to the subscription or well to the gift box i should say because because that's an, always interesting is how you jump from one job to the next you know it was it was interesting i everything with me is actually interesting i love it words <laughs> it's the best <laughs> i um well when i was when i was a concierge like i would get you know my clients would ask me that oh you know throw this gift basket together for me. I have to go to a wedding. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't right. really get, you know? And so it wasn't a far jump for me to say, okay, I'm just going to focus strictly on, you know, just doing gifts. And so I kind of revisited my business plan and not like word for word. I just kind of scanned over it and saw where I could just pivot and just kind of shift things so that I wasn't basically starting completely from scratch. And what was nice is that if you do business the right way, and if you're ethical, and if you're caring, um, you don't have to be super friendly, but if you're just respectful, your reputation follows you. And so I didn't have to start completely over with my new business. I, you know, a lot of people knew me, and so they were willing to get my name out there, share my post, um, share my website, you know, take my cards and give to their friends. Yeah. 
and so it, I, I focused a lot on relationship building. And I think that's a lot of mis that, that's a huge mistake that a lot of business owners make is that they, they focus so much on putting out the right content at the right time on the right social media, <laughs> but they're not focusing on the person that they're trying to connect with. You know, I, a lot of my business comes from just random conversation. Yeah. I'm, you know, the, the order that I was telling you about earlier, where I had the, the large order that I had to fulfill, mm -hmm. um, the woman was just asking for ideas and I didn't necessarily even drop myself as a gift service. I was just giving her ideas and she asked me if she could, you know, private message me and I said, yes. And we started talking and that's how I got that order. Just because I was willing to say, even if I don't get this job, I want to help right. this person. It's just, it's, it's so important to build real relationships, real connections with people. Don't always go in for the sale. Sometimes you have to be willing to let it go a little bit to see what happens. Because if you're just drowning people in a sales pitch, they tune you out. They don't even hear what you say. That's why they say the elevator pitch shouldn't really be that long because after a while it sounds too sailory and they drop out. They don't hear anything. Yeah. That, yeah, that totally makes sense. And, and you bring up a good point. It starts with the conversation, right? And that's the part where you have to be willing to help and be able to provide value without expecting anything and if somebody comes back with hey let's connect and let's take it the next step further great yeah. you know but at least starting that conversation and being willing to help without expecting anything is huge and that i found that with my business too is that you know there's all this email marketing and facebook ads and all this talk about all these things that one should be doing when when they're in business which you know, it works for some and it works in certain times, right. but okay. for me, and this is, I guess, just who I am. I'm not trying to have hundreds and hundreds of clients or even thousands of clients that I'm breaking my back over right. to just make a dollar. I rather have just a couple and be good to go living a modest lifestyle and be able to help people in other areas by providing just feedback and just reviews and you know at some point hopefully free consultations to you know just give back and i love that and that's that's my philosophy too like i would i love to be rich yeah who doesn't right but my thing is i just you know i um entrepreneurship came out of me being a stay-at-home mom like i had worked from age 14 up until the time that i had my daughter and I was going stir crazy and I just wanted something to do with my time. And so I started researching and, you know, I found the concierge and then eventually made my way to, you know, my gift business. But honestly, I, you know, I, I just like the fact that I can, I love getting the emails or the messages that say, oh my gosh, they love the present or, you know, my goodness, this was just what I was thinking of, but I couldn't like get the idea out of my head nice. into a box. And that, that means a lot to me. I love that. And I love chocolate. I love shopping. I hate to shop for myself, but I love shopping for other yeah. people. And so I like that I'm able to kind of replicate Christmas for people. I'm a Christmas fool. I love Christmas. Oh, so I'm, I'm totally I, I Christmas. like them kind of. See, isn't it like the best time of the year? Like I, I, could, it do, is. I could do Christmas every day. Yeah. I really could. <laughs> Are you a Christmas baby? I am not. Okay. I am not. That's what's so crazy about it. But my, my youngest, she almost is. Her birthday is the 29th. <laughs> oh, I'm the 28th of December. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm all about Christmas and Christmas is just a magical time of year. It's just, it's nuts. It is, it really is. I love it. I can't wait for it to come back. Yeah. <laughs> but see, that's also what makes it unique too. What you're doing is that you're, you're so involved in it. You're so passionate about what you do and you're, you're bringing that joy to other people, you know, and, and that's a big thing about business. Cause you know, it's a lot of work. So why, why go into business doing something that you don't really love or that you're not passionate about? Cause let's face it, we spend a lot of time working and researching and sweat and tears and a lot of money just to oh, get yeah. to a certain point that is not even close to break even, but it's, you know, we're, we're getting closer. <laughs> We're just, we're getting, we're, we're less in debt. Yeah. <laughs> I told my husband that I, um, I've never worked so hard for free in my life. <laughs> like I've, this is the hardest I've ever worked in my life. And I'm, you know, a lot of times I end up working for free, which is fine because I love it. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it's, it's a deep commitment. Like you can't just pick up and say, I'm just, I'm just going to start a business like this. It. There is so much that goes behind the scenes, behind all the social, you know, people that look at the graphics and all that on Facebook and they're like, oh, man, that, that's easy. I can post stuff. It's like, no, you have to build those graphics, not yep. just steal them. If you're going to be ethical, you got to build your own graphics. You got to come up with the content to put in them. You got to buy the stock or you got to hire a photographer to do the pictures. I mean, it isn't just sharing something like you have to come up with fresh content all the time. And if you're not rolling out a project, then, you know, that's, there's even more pressure. At least if you're working on a project, you can do like a behind the scenes speak or whatever. Right. But if you're not working on an app project, then you have to come up with something to put on social media just so Facebook doesn't lock you out or right. Instagram or whatever, you know, social media outlet that you're using. That's hard work just to maintain your social media. That's why there's a whole industry of people who just do social media because right. it is a job in and of itself. Yeah, no, it's true. And that, that's a great point. You know, I, I try to tell people, when, especially when starting out, you want to be on so many platforms, you know, you want to first you rush to get your username on every single platform, because, you know, that's the thing to do. And that's mm -hmm. fine. But at the same time, you can't be on all of the platforms and be effective. You know, you have exactly. to really be able to figure out which one you like, the most because, and where your customers are, of course, but you just right. can't be on, you know, like, I mean, I loved Instagram when it first came out. It's right. pretty noisy and it, it just doesn't fit for me anymore. Now, right. yes, it's good for, for certain businesses and I could put more time and effort into my Instagram account to make it better, but Facebook is where it's at for me because that's where I can connect and not just sell where Instagram feels like I'm just selling. It is. It very much is. And it's interesting that you bring that up because when I was a concierge, I didn't get a lot of engagement on Instagram, but I got a ton on Facebook. Right. And now I'm, you know, on the more product side of it and I get a lot more engagement than I do on my Facebook. And so I use Facebook for, to focus on the relationship, to build a relationship. Um, and very, and I, I add everybody, I add everybody to my Facebook because I mean, I just, you're my friend. That's it. Right. <laughs> you're my friend in life. It doesn't matter if I've never seen you face to face before. 
And so I just, I want to nurture that. I just want to nurture relationships. I, I focus on Instagram for selling and then, yeah. and you know, Facebook is where you get to know me. <laughs> Instagram is where you meet my business and Facebook is where you go to meet me. See, and, and I think that's great. And that is um, really interesting how you really spelled it out for a lot of, a lot of people now, because that's really what it is about. And having those two, and I'm sure you probably have more platforms or might have in the future, but having one to three platforms that you really focus on and be able to say, okay, Instagram, in your case, I'm selling Facebook, I'm building the relationships, you know, what you're doing on each of those platforms so that every time you go to post something, you know what the intention is and who's going to be looking at it. All right. I love that. And, and it's all about, you know, I'm kind of really a nerd slash obsessed with um, mind maps. And so <laughs> all I can see is like this nice, beautiful flow chart where it's like, okay, social media. And then you have your Instagram on the side, then you have your Facebook on the side, and then it just keeps branching out from there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, I, I just love visuals and that, that makes it stupid easy. Like, I just like that, you know, cause you can just be specific and just start branching everything out versus, you know, if you, if you write things down in paragraphs and stuff, it, everything gets lost. It does. It, oh my gosh. I thought I was the only one. Okay. Cause I do like bullets. Yes. All I need is a good bullet. Yep. A good solid five to seven word bullet. And that is enough for me to know what I'm doing. And but people get, they get bogged down if you write too much. It's like nobody <laughs> wants to read like that anymore. I'm telling you, I am like, I am all about the bullets and I will actually, I, I train my clients to be about the bullets too. And whether they love it or hate it at the beginning, they're loving my emails because one, I'm probably the only person that loves email as much as I do because everyone hates email because they have too much of it, but it's because they haven't, used it effectively they haven't learned i love to... email let me just yeah. say oh perfect I'm, I'm, I'm with you there <laughs> okay good good because that's like email is my game and it's like that's where i tell people that is everything needs to be directed back to email i don't care about texting or right. messenger or whatever whatsapp or anything else like you need to redirect that conversation every time especially for business back to email because that's the only place that you can have a control over where things are, how to organize mm -hmm. it, how to provide proof if you need it. Um, and exactly, it's just, ah, uh, so yeah. So email for me is like, you get your subject line and then your bullet points in the body and that's it. Like you don't tell me three or four different problems within that same email. Like, no, cause that's not gonna, I'm gonna lose it. Like I need to have exactly. it separated. <laughs> right, no, well, it makes sense too, because you know what? Like I make a folder for everything, just yep. like you said, how you can separate everything. And so if I get an order for Christmas and in that same email, you tell me about Mother's Day the following year, but I see Christmas first, I'm just going to file it in Christmas. Yep. And then it's lost for Mother's Day. I don't even see it again. Exactly. So Christmas when it's too late because I'm already working on that stuff and I haven't ordered for this specific order. And so, yeah, it, it just makes more sense to just... It seems like a lot of work, but it's really not. And at the end of the game, you know, you're more organized and you can go back and say, on this date, this time you sent me this email yep. stating this. 
Yeah, it, as it's supposed to trying to scan through for an email that you technically never really got because they piled it in with another one. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, you know, I rather have a hundred emails in my inbox that are all completely one subject with the bullet points in it than have five emails or even two emails with four or five different topics in there. Like that just drives right. me crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's no need for that, none. Yeah. <laughs> It's just crazy. So how do you stay organized? We already talked about email, but like, how do you stay organized with the current projects you're working on with the gift box? And then obviously with the subscription and then also not trying to get too distracted with the shiny objects. Cause that I'm always curious about how other people do it. Whenever I have an active project, I, um, I work by not keeping a lot of things in my house because that is how I end up ordering <laughs> things that I may or may not ever use <laughs> because I just see them like, oh, that would be great in a box. But then I never actually take it out of the box that it actually came in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so everything is on a per, a per order basis right now. And so that helps because as I get an order, then I file it, whether it comes in as an email or if it comes in through Messenger, then I just copy and paste it into Microsoft Word and then I save it into a folder on my desktop. Nice. <clears throat> And then as I finish the order, I move it to another folder that says completed projects with the finished product, like a picture of it, just so I can see and know what it was that, that way if anything comes up, I can go back and reference it and know what it is. Yep. And um, I mean, it, it's really weird. It, it, I keep it very simple. Like I have um, two notebooks that I write in. One is for ideas, like projects that I would like to attempt. And the other one is for like running things, that things that I'm actually going actively working on over the next year, things that I know that this is definitely happening. This is a project that I definitely have to do. Something yeah. I have to fix on the website, uh, things of that nature. So I always have my notebooks with me and I'm constantly writing in them. As soon as I think of something related to the business, I just wish I could have nailed down that about other things that are not related because I've lost a lot of really great ideas that way. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and are you using any like, like apps or tech stuff. Cause you know me, I'm all about the tech and, and the hard copy. Like I use, I have notebooks and post-its everywhere. Let me tell you, I have like everywhere, but I also- You know what? A good post-it never goes out of style. I gotta tell you, I love it. I love it. Cause when I pull it off, I just crumple it and throw it away and it's, it's done. Um, and it gives me something to look at, you know? Yes. If I just, you know, I, I use my phone a lot, actually. Um, my Google calendar dictates my life. Like I literally cannot yes. tell you what I'm doing in an hour unless I've consulted my calendar. I hear you. Um, if it's not on the calendar, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. It's like it never existed if it doesn't make it to the calendar. I can't. I've missed doctor's appointments that for some reason I didn't put it in. And they're calling yep. me like, Mr. Creed, you had an appointment. I'm like, no, I didn't because it's not my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> my calendar is lost. It's not there. Then trust me, we never had the conversation. I don't care what you said. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I used the, the Google calendar, which is great because it transfers across all of my uh, devices because I am an Android baby. Oh, um, yeah. For mileage, like if I'm doing deliveries, because I do some local stuff, um, I use, oh gosh, Everlance. It's a, I oh. just started using it. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm, it was on auto set and I feel like it wasn't that accurate. Yeah, Everlance. I mean, it seems like it's right on the brink of being really great. Like I feel like I have to tweak it a little bit before I can give a thorough breakdown of what I think sure. about it. 
but for right now it's serving its purpose. It's giving me a way to keep track of my mileage. That's good. And then I have Expensify, which, um, actually, no, never mind. I don't use Expensify anymore. That was for the concierge business. Now I'm using uh, Dubsado. Oh, yeah. Love Dubsado. It, it, isn't it amazing? I cannot, I don't know where this has been my whole life. Like, even from my old business, I wish I would have known about it. I don't know how this completely went over my head. Yeah, well, it's but still I pretty I new. It. It's still pretty new, and it's, I will admit, I am barely scratching the surface still with it because... It's so intense. There's so much. Yeah. And it has it's, so much to offer. It's gorgeous. Like, I love every aspect of it. And I'm like, but I need, I need the one, two, three, like, flow. Like, what do I need to do? But, it, you know, it's, it's so robust that you can use it for so many different things that you can't really have a here's step one, step two, step three process. Right. Because it's different for everyone. And, and I think that's, I think that's really great how, um, how they kind of made it that way that yeah. you really kind of create your own experience because I know um, in some groups that I'm in on Facebook, you know, people are talking about things that I didn't even know existed. And so I go back and I see it like invoicing. I didn't know you could invoice from there. Right. And I'm like, this is great because I use PayPal and PayPal is being a major pain to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm currently <laughs> taking applications for <laughs> other payment means. Um, but I, yeah, they're, they're great. I love their uh, the bookkeeping section that they have. It's helped me keep track of everything. And I love the graphs because my husband actually, he's in finance. And so he loves the graphs. He loves the visuals. And so when I, you know, when we're going over my, my numbers, he's my like built-in accountant and numbers nice. is his life. So he kind of is like, ah, oh, baby, you need to chill out on all that extra stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sell a few more boxes this month, and then we can talk about that other project we want to start. Right. And so he's he's great at reining me in, and I'm I'm horrible at numbers, but the Zotto makes it really easy, so that when I'm asking him questions, if I call him at work, I can kind of fake my way through it, and he can figure out whatever foolery I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good to know because um, I have yet to use the accounting part of it or the bookkeeping part about of it because I automatically just went to QuickBooks before I started with Dubsado. And so I use QuickBooks, which is great. But let me tell you, I, and I'm, I know like how to spend money and I know how to, you know, keep track of all my expenses, which I do a good job of. Mm -hmm. However, now that I'm a business owner and doing the categories, like I still, there's still a missing piece that I have not yeah. mastered yet because I will tell you like, there's those numbers that it will say like what's in your bank account versus what's in quickbooks and that right. drives me nuts because i want them to be even because they're supposed to be and, and it never is it never is and if it is yeah. it's only for one day and then it's gone the next and then you're like well how did it not work anymore like so yeah no i'm I, so I, bad I with that i'm right there yeah i i have that constantly and you know, no matter how many times I try to keep my receipts and go back over everything, it just, well, I also have dyscalculia. So I think some of it is just my lack of being able to like focus on numbers. Like I, I yeah. flip numbers frequently. And so that's why I'm so glad I married a human calculator because I don't know how I would make it through life financially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a good discount there. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, because this is no joke, you know, and What's funny is I still remember, like, in terms of spending money, I'm like, okay, if money left my hand, it paid for, you know, the AT&T bill. Well, 
that's it. Like, there's no like, well, what account did it come from? What account did it go into? Right. Like, I'm like, what? I spent it. It was an expense. It was 18 right. done. But there's this whole done. world that you have to explain and expand more. Right? It's like, it's, it's, it's money that's no longer with me. It's, it's right. dead to me. Can we just leave it at that? Can we have a funeral? Can I mourn for my loss of money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so yeah, that, that missing piece is like, it's, it, and it kills me because my finances, at least at this point, are so simple. So I'm like, how do I not get this? How can I not understand this? So it's part of that is just me wanting to know because I'm just so curious about all that stuff. You know, I've, I've kind of, I've had to just resign myself to the fact that um, I just, I suck at it. And so I'm <laughs> very reliant on my husband. But Dubzato, I will give them this, that they, um, they allow you to create the categories. And so as I'm entering something, if there's a new category that I didn't have there before, I can enter it I like and that. it gets added to the, 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 uh, the graph that it shows you, uh, which is helpful to me because I feel like otherwise I would forget, like, like you said, those little, those little things that you just don't think about, you just pay it and you go. Yeah. But with Dubsado, it's inherent. You have to put in a category or else it won't even save it. And so it makes you think. And so it helps. It has helped me a lot. Uh, and I like it. I, I do like it a lot. I'm very excited to see what other features they roll out. Oh, there's uh, so and I, and many. I'm still, I'm still, I'm like, I feel like I'm like you almost, that I'm just kind of now just finding out about them and really digging in. Yeah, and they're, they're really picking up. I mean, the, the rate that they work at is just crazy and they have so many features in the pipeline. It, it's amazing. Like, I, I'm really excited for them. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. It, 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 I mean, like I said, it's, just, it's a great time in business period. So. I think they're just capitalizing on a lot of deficits that other um, other companies have. They're yep. just they're they're seeing the gap and saying, "Well, we can do that. We can fix that." Right, and, and you just know, rolling it out, bam, 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 bam. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny is, you could, you know, one could make the argument that they're they're trying to do too much, like it, not necessarily them specifically, but in general, you know when you're running a business or even starting one, you don't want to go too wide because if right. you're talking to too many people, you're not talking to nobody. And right. so one could make the argument that, you know, well, they're, they're adding all these features and they're, they're expanding and doing all this. Isn't that too much? Don't you want to specialize in just like just the bookkeeping or just the, the project management or whatever? And it's like, well, they're doing it so good that it doesn't really matter because everything does tie into each other and right. actively listening and engaging with their audience, not just through email, but through their Facebook group that they have. Right. They are very, very active. I was, I was really impressed because I am kind of new to the community. Um, but what I have found is I think that, and where they're, they're very unique in how their position is that they, they cater mainly their their audience is like creatives so photographers yeah. artists artisan you know so but then business owners are now reaching and saying well hey this is a feature that i could tweak it a little bit and make it work for me yep and so they've made it broad enough that we can all benefit from it but not so broad that they're losing their their main audience which is the creative community which really drives them right i feel like they've done a really great job of building um, that that network with them and just really sustaining that and so now that they've kind of 
pivoted a little bit and said, okay, now we're going to meet the needs of other businesses that we can reach. They're not taking away from that community, which um, is interesting because even now I just thought about, um, and I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Shea Moisture is actually in the bit of a PR nightmare. (laughs) Um, And what their misstep was is that, you know, they kind of dropped their, you know, their main demographic. And that's what people are upset about. Me, I could carry less either way. But I I understand where the misstep was. The the, the CEO really handled it poorly in the way that he was rolling out his new product. He kind of forgot about, you know, the backs that he stepped on to get to where he's at. And so Dubsado, HoneyBook, they're they're not making, or excuse me, not HoneyBook, Dubsado, they're they're not making that mistake. Right. Um, They're making sure that every rollout that they have first benefits the creatives and then they turn to the other business owners and say what can we adjust so that it works for you as well which is smart it is because we are not their care their, their key clientele the creatives are so they want to keep catering to them but then leaving that door open um, and so they're not missing out on business opportunities with non-creative businesses yeah and you know you just you spelled that out so perfectly because that is a hard thing to do in business and it is a really a skill that they have mastered to be able to still keep in mind and cater first to their main um, clientele and then still be able to keep in the back of their mind the other groups of people that will be wanting this and being able to tweak as needed but not forgetting who their main clients are which a lot of businesses especially big ones Yes. Forget that. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. It's always the big businesses and it's because they've, they've arrived. They feel like they've made it now. And so they don't, they don't need um, the, the support of the consumer anymore, which is just it's wrong. Exactly. And that's especially now, if, especially if you have a retail location, like if you're a big business and you have a retail location, even if you have a small one, but especially the big ones, you need to get back into your customers' homes. Like you need to figure out who your customers are, what they're doing. You need to be hanging out with them wherever they go. Um, There's this book, I think it's called Imagine that I had, uh, that a friend gave me and I'm still reading it because you know, I'm like in every single book. And so um, I'm reading this one and what's crazy about it is they were talking about, I think it was Procter & Gamble Maybe I got that wrong, but I think it's Procter & Gamble. They, um, this is a long time ago. They were trying to figure out, you know, how they can make their cleaning supplies for the home better, you know, because right. they couldn't necessarily make them stronger because they would tear up the floors and whatever. So they, uh, long story short, they had hired outside help to really engage with the customers and like follow them and understand their buying. Like, what are they picking up? What are they dropping? And it came down to, this one and again it was so simple it's what i like to say is stupid easy is they realized that it came to uh this one lady who had dropped i think it was coffee beans or something on the floor she got a wet paper towel and she picked it up and threw it away and that clicked for the the marketing people whoever was watching her and was like we need a stick with a wet paper towel on the bottom for the house. And you know, whoever was at Procter and, yeah, exactly, right? And whoever was at Procter and Gamble was like, 
no, 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 no. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, go do some more research and everything. And this was just an amazing story. And I'm sure you know where I'm going with this is that right. it ended up taking a while for them to convince them to know that this was the solution. And then they finally came back around to it and decided to check it out. And of course, now that product is Swiffer. Ah. So, you know what I mean? It's like the simplest thing can be the biggest product or service you can offer. You don't need to have everything and you don't need to serve everyone. You just need to focus. And, and that, was, that was like a huge light bulb moment. It was like, wow, paper towel, wet paper towel, that was all that it started with. Like, it's crazy. And now it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, and, and that's the part too, going back to the social media is you really have to cut the noise and it's great for connecting, like you said, and we're able to meet so many people, but at the same time, if you're just constantly sell, sell, sell on there, you're wasting a lot of time because you're not removing yourself from the noise enough to be able to let your brain relax and filter out what really you need to be focused on and what you really need to be building. Right, exactly, so true. So, so true. Let, let me ask you, cause I'm curious, you wanted to meet here at the Jamaica Avenue, Queens in New York. I'm curious why, because I'm a total East Coaster at heart. I'm totally a California boy and I am just, I used to have a client who lived in New York that uh, I would fly back a couple times a year to help out with their um, business and events. And so, I mean, I, I just love New York and I am a total East Coaster at heart. So I'm just curious what is here at Jamaica Avenue in Queens? Oh my gosh, Jamaica Ave is the spot. Okay, so <laughs> I am originally from New York and I'm from the Bronx. That's why we get along so well too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so I, I moved here very young and um, but when I go home and visit, I go home and I visit my dad and he lives in Queens. And the first time I went home as an adult was actually um, just to hang out with him and prep him to meet my, you know, then boyfriend, he's my husband now, but he was, yeah. you know, just boyfriend then. <laughs> and, um, you know, my dad is, crazy Jamaican guy, half Chinese. He's a, quite a sight to look at. Wow. Um, yeah, right? Uh, his last name is actually Chin, like it's not a joke. Oh. That is my dad. Um, nice. <laughs> but um, I was just kind of walking around, you know, he dropped me off in the city. I don't ever drive when I go home because I don't want to die. Right. <laughs> Nothing against my home state, but y'all are crazy when you drive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you can, you know, it's fun to walk because you see so much and you get to explore. Yes, and I love getting on the bus and I love doing yes. the train. Like I, I'm a city girl at heart, so you know when I'm when I'm there, I'm like in my element. And yep. I just kind of sank into the city, and so he dropped me off one day. I don't even remember where was I at the mall. I think I was at the well mall, like quote unquote, like a shopping center. Um, <laughs> yep. But he dropped me up there, and I was kind of walking around, and I came up to Jamaica Ave and it's basically think of like a massive outdoor flea market that went for blocks and blocks and blocks and oh wow and food and little trinket shops and I mean it is just it is amazing it is amazing the the clothes are just stupid cheap but great quality 
the food is delicious because everything in New York just tastes better. Yes. And just the, the sound, the smell, you know, there's people like drumming on the corners. There's oh, the I hot dog it. guys. I mean, it's just, it's like quintessential like New York City. Like that, yeah. when you think city life, this is it right here. And it just, nothing extremely crazy. It's just, you just, you can just walk. It's like a, several blocks long and it wow. just goes down the streets and then there's little, some of them are like storefronts where you can actually go into a building and some of them are just vendors that are on the street. And it's just incredible, different cultures, you know, we have, yes. you know, the Middle Eastern, we have the West Indians, which, you know, are, you know, like the Jamaicans, the Haitians, you know, we have the Africans, um, the, the, the Cubans and the Latin, you just, everybody is there and they all have their thing that they're doing and selling or cooking. And, it's just it's beautiful it's beautiful like i'm i'm dying for a trip to go back it's been a couple of years actually so Me it's too. about that time i need yeah. to go <laughs> yeah i think i'm going we should on, like, meet then <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm thinking we do need to do this because i was like three <laughs> years since my last visit i think and it's you know when i get there i'm just like i'm totally in my zone and yes. the vibe is just so cool and i mean i actually had thought about moving there at one point and Actually, I had thought about being able to afford living there and in Sonoma County and just bounce back between the places. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'd have quite a feat. <laughs> yeah. I was like, of course, I had roommates involved in that scenario, but nonetheless, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I was totally thinking about it. But I, I appreciate my California weather and my area a lot more now that I've been back and forth several times. But <laughs> I do love the culture there, I love the, the vibes and I, I'm totally down to go check this place out because I have not experienced that yet. And that sounds amazing. It is, there's nothing like it. Like, I feel like I could go home and not do anything else and just do that. Like it's the best of both worlds. You got the awesome shopping, you got the great food. And then it's just, the people are just, I hate that New Yorkers get such a bad rap. Like, oh, I know. Are buckles, you know what I mean? Oh, so I tell a lot people. Of people just, you know, they're great. They yeah. just hang out and talk. And, you know, I tell people stories. all the time that I have met the nicest people in New York and I get the, I get the side eye and they're like, wait, what? And I will tell people, New Yorkers are some of the nicest people I've ever met. Now, the reason why I can see some people not liking the attitude is because people are busy in New York. They are running right. from place to place. They don't have time to sit and hang out on the corner for a 30 minute story. Give them yeah. the bullet points. Like, what do you exactly. need? Where do you need to go? Thank you. Done. Yes. <laughs> you need directions, left, right, second left, light, stop, left again, bye. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So no, I, that's why I say, I, people think I'm crazy because I'm a total East Coaster and I love it. Like I'll even stand out in the street when I'm at the corner waiting for the light versus on the corner because that's what you do when you're in New York. And so people at yeah. home are like, Ed, what's wrong with you? Like, you need to be up here. And I'm like, oh, well, not really, but okay. You know, I'm not in New York, so I get so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely uh, check it out. I love it. So let me ask you, what's one piece of advice that you would give to somebody starting out and, and being an entrepreneur, starting their own business? What's one piece of advice that you would give them? Uh, you know, I heard something and I, I wish I could credit who it was, but I will say it was, you know, not my words. But if you find something that you love, then you never really work a day in your life. 
And so I would, in, I would encourage entrepreneurs to not just start trying to like raise this huge empire out of nowhere. Fine, go back to basics. What makes you happy? What do you love? You know, what, what, are, you, what are you good at? And research, just do the research, do the work. And then when you get started, really put your hand to the plow. It's hard work, it's hard. You're gonna be tired. There's some nights where you're gonna wish you would've went to bed three hours earlier than you actually did. You know, I'm, I'm a mom and I can't count how many times I stayed up until three o'clock knowing I had to get up at six to get the kids ready for school. Oh, you know, and so, hard. you know, I, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of pounding on the keyboard, you know, a lot of, I wish, oh, I wish I would have saved that. I didn't save that doc, I have to start over, <laughs> you know. And, and when those things happen, you know, when things aren't working out, when you get a lot of no's, when you're doubting yourself, that is the time that you don't quit, but you pivot, you change your plan, change your approach, change your perspective. If you're sitting, stand, because you get a different view of it. If you're standing, sit down. Yeah. Change your position before you give up, because you might find that it's literally just your position that's holding you back. Maybe it's this one thing that you're stuck on doing. Maybe you're really trying to make Facebook work for you and it's not working. Maybe you need to try Snapchat. Maybe you're in a bunch of networking groups and you're not connecting with people. Maybe you need to just stick to one group and make that your baby and make it a point to meet five people every time you go and have a meaningful conversation with them. Yeah, that's great advice. You know, if you're doing something and it doesn't work, don't be insane. Don't do the same thing, expect different responses. Try things, tweak it until you find the right fit for you. Be Cinderella, find the right fit. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know, that that is beautiful, to be honest. That is just beautiful because it really is about just doing your research, trying, testing, and repeating, and trying to figure yes. out what works for you. That couldn't have said it any better. Thanks for tuning in to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. To find out more about each episode, including links to the guests that I have bring on to the show, be sure to check out the show notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe in iTunes and go ahead and leave us a review.